How to use the magic of silence. What is one of the most important and challenging skills in coaching and the least explored? Silence. In this podcast, we're going to show you how to reset and rewire your leadership language so that you have greater influence and you have a greater impact. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about the power and the magic of silence. You know, this isn't something we've actually covered in this podcast before. And as I study the art of coaching and I use it and work with it and have clients, I'm understanding the power of silence and the impact it can have. I love this one analogy. I don't know where I got it, but it's been a great analogy. Silence in a coaching session is like riding a bull for eight seconds. I mean, it seems incredibly difficult to do. Those eight seconds just tick off while you're allowing your team member to process. But stay on that bull. Don't get off. The other thing is silence is a powerful tool to help people process. And I learned this the hard way in being a CEO the very first time. And what I discovered is I had a person who worked for me. Her name was Phyllis, and she was a great employee. And we would have a team meeting on, say, a Tuesday afternoon at 2 o'clock. And on Wednesday morning, she'd be knocking on my door at 8 o'clock in the morning. And she'd knock on the door, and she'd go, you know, I was thinking about what we did yesterday. And I was going, oh, why did you say that yesterday? And then she goes, well, then I thought about this. Oh, no. And she goes, well, then that's not even the worst of it. There's the worst. Oh, why didn't you tell me? And I would just be totally just, oh, Phyllis. And it began after a while to make me angry, like, Phyllis, why didn't you tell us this yesterday in the meeting? And so I went to a conference on how to deal with difficult people. And I realized that the difficult person was not Phyllis, but me in my leadership style. One of the things I realized is that introverts need time to clarify. Introverts think to reach clarity. Extroverts talk to reach clarity. Introverts recharge alone. Extroverts recharge with other people. Phyllis was an introvert, and she would go home, and she would think about what was happening. She would think about what was going on, and she would come back, and after she had thought about it that evening, maybe in her drive home, maybe while she's doing the dishes, maybe while she's getting ready in the morning, she'd think about it. And while she was thinking about it, she'd go, you know, these are things we need to be aware of. But the thing is, she couldn't articulate it in the meeting. And the reason she couldn't articulate in the meeting is I didn't allow her and the others to process. Silence can be an incredibly powerful coaching tool and incredibly a powerful leadership tool. What I also learned is that I need to give people some time to think and process. So now when I do my coaching, And I'm doing the training. I always say, okay, everybody take about 30 seconds. And what about this question? What are your thoughts about this? And then that gives people like Phyllis time to process. Then I also pair them up so two people can talk about what they learned. And then they feel more willing to share the ideas out loud to the entire group. It has increased participation significantly, allowed my scores as a presenter to go up. But it also makes a much more engaging team meeting and a team process. So understand the power of silence. And what I'm going to do now is going to read a section of a new book I'm writing. Spoiler alert, I'm not going to give you the title. Haven't finished it yet, not going to give you the title. But I will give you a section of it because it talks about the power of silence, the impact it makes in the coaching moment. 
from a book I'm writing about coaching, but I won't tell you the title because the book's not done yet. But it's a conversation between Mel, the coach, and Scott, his team member. Scott has been fired twice, and he's reached out to his coach to salvage his career. And this is their conversation. Mel continued to probe. He says, looking back, what would you have done differently about the firing? Scott says, that was easy. I should have fired that team member on the spot. Looking back, I should have never let him have that much rope. I should have just asked him to step up to HR and finished it. The rest of the sales team would have supported me. Mel asked, did all the team support you? Well, three out of the five did. Two of them were always nipping about something. Mel asked, how could you have gotten everyone engaged? How could you have gotten everyone's support? But Mel let that fall, and he followed up with this question. What if the next salesperson asked the same kinds of questions in the same situation? What would you do? Scott saw the circular argument here. He thought for a moment. Mel heard silence. Scott was busy processing. Mel knows the power of silence. Early in his career, he hated silence, but now as a coach, he loved it. The silence continued, and Mel loves it. Silence is when coaching is working its best. Silence is the magic of coaching. The magic silent moment moment is when the aha moment happens. That is the magic of coaching. Scott continued to ponder to himself, what would he do next time? How would he handle the situation? What would he do? Would he resort to termination again? Then he asked himself, do I need more tools than just termination and anger? Then he asked himself the most challenging question. Am I a one-dimensional manager with nothing more than termination as my only tool? Scott broke the silence, not knowing he had been quiet for quite so long. He said, I don't know what I would do if confronted with a situation again. I do not know how to handle confrontation in a constructive way. That is why I called you. Tell me what I should do. Mel asked, Asking for my advice is a great question, but the wrong answer. What you need are options you will use when, you, when the heat is on. What will you do the next time you are confronted? I will not be there to ask. I will not be there to help. What will you do in the heat of the moment? How many tools will you have at that moment? Do you want more than anger and termination as your only tools for managing. Scott continued to ponder and said, I don't know what I would do. I'm stuck. That's why I called you. I need help. I need answers, not more questions. Mel was used to this classic pushback. And he asked, if I told you what to do, would you remember to do it in the heat of a disagreement? Scott thought, hmm, I don't know. Well, to be honest with you, probably not. Mel asked, I gave that presentation in Vegas. I told everyone what to do. Do you think they did it? Scott laughed. I heard the presentation. I still resorted to firing the guy. Mel said, and that's the point. Bernard Shaw said, in How to Win Friends and Influence People, he was quoted by, he was quoted and said, if you teach a man anything, he will never learn. Scott repeated the quote, if you teach a man anything, he will never learn. What does that mean? We teach people all the time. Mel said, 
If that were true, you would have handled the situation perfectly after the Vegas conference. If you remember the presentation, I told you a story about a tennis coach and the tools he used to coach tennis. Scott said, yeah, he just asked questions. And Mel said, that's right. Did you use that tool after the presentation? And Scott replied, no, I didn't, obviously. He said, because I didn't remember it in the heat of the moment. I hadn't used it in casual conversations because I didn't practice the skill. Mel said, that's right. Just because a musician learns the scales doesn't mean they can play Mozart. They understand the foundation of music, but they need all the tools to build a house, to build something that an orchestra can play. Mel continued, where are you in your leadership journey? Scott replied, embarrassed. He says, I think I've just got the scales. I need a lot more to build sheets of music. Mel asked, do you think having a complete orchestra of communication tools would be helpful to you? Scott replied, that is why I called you. I'm stuck and I need to get unstuck. Mel continued with the previous thought. I can't and I won't give you the answers, but I will help you find the questions and lead you to your answers. I love that story because it talks about the power of silence. Scott really thought and processed during those moments when silence was hanging in the room. However, a lot of coaches don't have Mel's skills. They can't allow themselves to allow the coach to just be silent. They can't allow themselves to be silent and let that person process because Scott is learning a powerful tool, a powerful lesson at that moment. He's realizing he needs more tools to be an outstanding coach. He needs more tools to be an outstanding manager. And this is leading him on his path to becoming a great coach. So let's talk about tips for coaching and tips for silence. Silence is challenging. It's tough. You've got to ask a great question, let it hang, and let the team member process. You've got to sit there and let them think about it. You've got to let them ponder it. And that's tough. As an extrovert, and I'm an extreme extrovert, I want to fill every moment of conversation with language, with words, with ideas, with stories. And to be honest with you, I'd rather be the one talking. And learning to coach has been a challenge for me because I've got to ask questions and let the other person talk. That is challenging. So the first thing is become aware of your discomfort with silence. Are you someone who feels they must feel, fill every gap in the conversation? And I truly fall into that category. If your team member doesn't respond to a question immediately, are you tempted to dive in? Are you tempted to try to save them? Are you afraid like a child going under the water, learning how to swim the first time, that you want to just grab them and pull them up? Don't you want them to learn to struggle a little bit and to fight for it and to learn how to swim? Or do you want to help them every time? That's a great question. Pause for a few seconds after your team member responded to your question to see if they have anything further to say. Another great question by uh, in the book, The Coaching Habit, it's a great question. And what it says is, and what else? You can do that many times. Ask a great question, follow up with, and what else? And then follow up with silence. Be particularly aware that how effective silence is. Perhaps you leave a few more seconds than you usually would so that you can allow a particular thought-provoking idea to 
enter their minds. Those are great ways to be more effective in managing silence. So be particularly aware of silence. Here are some questions that come up in coaching situations in the process. And I love these. The caring silence. This is a silence that allows them to have a safe place. And a few weeks back, I talked about psychological safety. And the caring silence certainly allows people to have that psychological safety. It's a very powerful tool. The busy silence. This is when you're really, really busy and you stop and you reflect on what's happening. What does he and she think in connection to the idea? A probing question will evoke silence and will, then the response may in fact be slow. But a probing silent or a probing question might be the quest, best question you can ask when you're working with them. So ask that question. I love the mindful silence. The, silent, the client becomes an observer of what or he or she feels. Uh, they're mindful of their presence. They're mindful of their body. They're mindful of how it feels. Those are powerful. And I love the magic silence. This is the silence before the aha moment. I love the magic silence when something extraordinarily happens. I get geeked up when I hear the aha moment. The internal silence, the silence the coach when he or she tries to quiet the inner voice that gets impatient. That internal silence is your voice in your head that says, let's ask them another question or let's find out what they're thinking rather than letting them pause and be silent. So you've got to have that internal silence in yourself. Just ride the bull for eight seconds. The centered silence, the silence before a coaching session so that you become focused. Not only is silence important in the coaching session, but it's important prior to the coaching session. Do you stop? Do you think? Do you see what's happening with them? Those are great things. And then some other tips on silence. Don't be afraid or intimidated with long periods of silence. It's okay. Silence is a powerful coaching tool. Silence is a dynamic process. Don't try to fill in the gaps. Let them process. Like Scott was processing earlier, let your team member process. Periods of silence may symbolize the importance of an issue. The longer the silence, maybe the more important the issue. Let silence prioritize the items you're talking about. And try to maintain gentle eye contact and be with your team member, but not boring your eyes through them. Also, look at their body language to see what your team member is doing with their body, with their hands, with their eyes, with their head, the tilt of their head. Are they contemplatively? Are they upset? Are they looking down? Do they look ashamed? All of those are great questions to ask yourself as you're sitting there silently. And be mindful to manage the use of silence in a coaching session. You want to use silence as another tool in your arsenal. Scott hasn't learned the power of questions from Mel yet, but he will. But what I want you to do, because you're further on this path than Scott, to use silence to have an impact with how you coach and how you proceed. So with that being said, I just want to give all of you the opportunity that I have Coaching Manager University. Uh, it's a 52-module online program, and anybody who listens to it today can, in fact, get a free copy of Coaching Manager University to help you be a better coach and to have a greater impact with your team 
and increase your influence with your team. So you can do that. Uh, you can also get a hold of me for speaking engagements at RoryRoland.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-O-W-L-A-N-D.com. And you can also visit us at Coaching Manager University or send me an email to Rory at Coaching Manager University. And it's actually CoachingManager.University. So that's Rory at Coaching Manager University. But I'll put that in the notes. I want to say thank you for listening to Coaching for Potential today and the magic of silence. Use silence to increase your influence and your impact with your next coaching sessions. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit RoryRoland.com.